Welcome everyone to episode 52 of the Practicology Podcast, where we are right in the middle of a series on the spiritual disciplines, which David Mathis calls habits of grace. In recent episodes, we've talked about prayer, meditation, Bible reading, gathering with the church, and even learning theology. And here to help us with another habit of grace is a very special guest, Justin Pratt, who lives with his ever-expanding family in Ontario. Justin, welcome here. We're so glad you could join us. Thank you, Mike. I'm glad to be a part of this. Today we are starting a two-part series on giving. One of those things that Jesus tells us should put a smile on your face. Paul, when he was speaking to the Ephesian elders in Acts 20, verse 35, told them that the Lord had taught him that it was more blessed to give than to receive. Interesting comment because this is something that was never recorded in the Gospels, but Paul received this directly from the Lord Jesus. So when it comes to the theology of giving, we would expect God to know something about this, wouldn't we? James tells us he is the source of every good and perfect gift in James 1 and 17. And the ultimate gift, as Paul describes, indescribable is the Lord Jesus himself. Why did God do this? Why is he this great giver? It's because it puts a smile on his face. Paul tells us about the gospel of the glory of the happy God in 1 Timothy 1 and 11. The gods of man's imagination are gods who are on the take, requiring our blood, sweat, and tears in vain efforts to appease, and we're never sure if we're ever measuring up. Their faces are closed, dark, threatening, but the God of the Bible, his face is open, light, welcoming, because he's this great giver. He graciously gives, grandiosely gives, and the only thing he ever gives is good. So everything that we enjoy comes from his bountiful hand. Now, this is a practicology podcast where the rubber is meant to hit the road. So as Image bearers of this giving God, we have a responsibility. We are called to give as well. and Hopefully this thought is causing a smile to curl on your face. Yes, I'm grinning from ear to ear, especially as you talk about the happiness of God, Justin. And, and maybe that's your point, that it's the smiling face of God that makes us smile, that it's his extreme generosity to us that makes us want to be generous to others. Is, is that right? Exactly. That's... That's exactly what we're getting at here. Um, if you don't smile when you're giving, there's something wrong. And uh, that's something that you need to self-diagnose and perhaps correct if you're ever going to um, be a giver like God. And we are what we worship. I mean, if money, possessions, mammon is our God, we'll become like you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, as cold as the cash that we hoard. But if God is our God, then we end up as smiling stewards, managing our possessions for his glory joyfully. That, that line, we become what we worship, is been a, it's been a powerful truth in my own life. I think when, when I heard, first heard that concept, it, it, it's just stuck with me and it's never left me. And, uh, and this means that our generosity flows from our worship, that as we meet with God in his word and in prayer, as we meet with God corporately as the gathered church, we will emerge from these times of worship as more generous than when we went in. But, but Justin, is there also a sense in which our giving is part of our worship? Yes, of course. Um, giving 
is is an expression of the fact that we have received from God, and it's a response then to what uh, we think about God and our willingness to share and to pass on. Um, in in some ways, it's an act of faith. We have received and letting go of what we've been given. It's a recognition then that God will meet our, our need in a coming day with what we have been passing along. So it just fits into then really God's whole uh, mechanism of his work here on earth, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. There's this wonderful synergy of, of God being glorified by the giver's sacrifice at the same time that the practical needs of the recipient is being met. So there's a little theology on giving here, just a few points at the beginning here, is, is giving, number one, is worship, as we've been discussing. And we don't have to turn very far in our Bibles to find this. Abel, and the, we learned from him that he gave what was first and best from his flock, and he was accepted. God appreciated that. And we move into the New Testament, and early on, the Lord Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. And it's in that context of Matthew 6 that he he discusses the, the, the manner of giving. And Paul speaks of the fact in Philippians and the Hebrew writer as well, talks about how our, our gifts are sacrifices of a sweet smell to God. They bring him pleasure. And Romans 12 and 1, we find out that our first gift is ourselves. And this is where it all starts. It's a recognition that all that I am belongs to God. And from if that's the place that we start, then it isn't much of a leap of, uh, a leap of logic to recognize that everything that we have is his as well. Giving number two is, is a sharing. So there's this worship Godward aspect of it, but there's this sharing, which is, you know, to our fellow man, this, this um, perspective as well. And just a few points with respect to that is, is it's about fairness. It's about an equality. This is how God cares for the less advantaged. He, he hasn't made it so that we are all equal in the sense of um, same amount of possessions, same amount of need in each person's lives. There are people with less advantage and there's people with more advantage. There is the needy and there are the rich. And this is a, a means that is a part of our society and was a part of the even the Hebrew society in the Old Testament as well. And the purpose for this is so that those who have more would share with those who have less so that there is this blessing, this, this, this um, appreciation that flows in both ways. And, you know, we just think of the example of Ruth and Boaz. Boaz had a lot and Ruth was in need. And we see how Boaz looked after her in the gleanings and we see littered throughout those Old Testament regulations how God was taking care of those who were in need at the hands of those who had enough. So there's a, a fairness involved in this sharing. There is also a fellowship. And uh, in this case, there's is more the idea of partnership, of, of partnering in a work or expressing approval or interest in a ministry. And so um, a person who might be involved in a work of evangelism can be supported by those who cannot perform that task and become a partner in it. And uh, there's a great blessing and benefit in, in this means of sharing as well. And uh, finally, just another F, 
giving is is a fruit. It's it's the spiritual development. It's the proof of being in the vine. If if I'm not giving, if I'm not sharing of what I have, then it, it, there, there, I need to be asking myself, am I connected to the ultimate source? Because this is who God is. And if I'm connected to him, there should be this flow of through me of his own gifts as well. And finally, giving is an obligation. James 2 tells us that we are responsible to the needy. And uh, 1 Corinthians 9 teaches us that if I receive spiritual blessings from anyone, then it needs to be reciprocated by their physical needs being met. And this is a simple example is in the case of Saul losing his donkeys, he didn't know where to find them. And uh, his servant told him about Samuel being in this city nearby. And they could just ask Samuel and his prophetic abilities could maybe tell them where his donkeys were, but Saul was nervous to go there because he didn't have a gift to provide for this spiritual blessing. And, uh, you know, just even in a little story like that, we get that lesson that there is to be this reciprocation that goes back and forth between those who bless us spiritually and the need to meet the physical needs of those who do so. Right. So uh, three things you've pointed out, Justin, giving is worship, giving is sharing, and giving is an obligation that all of us Christians have upon us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you've talked about joy in giving. You've talked about our generous Father, how giving is part of our worship. And all of this is really, really positive stuff. So why is it that we struggle with being generous? And, and what are some hindrances to our giving? Yeah, hindrances to giving. Things that just wipe the smile off our face. You know, sometimes it is difficult to give, and uh, usually when that is the case, if we, you know, take a look inside, it's often a heart issue, or a little bit selfish, or covetous. Selfish in the sense of, I want it, it's something for me, and I've worked hard for it, and there becomes this sense of ownership that it's mine. And on the other hand, covetous, this comes in when I'm looking at something that somebody else has, and I want it, and I can't get it. And you know, so it's something that's either in my reach that I don't want to let go of, or it's something that's out of my reach that I want to hang, that, that I'm reaching after. And both of those things can really wipe the smile off our face and cause us to cling to what we have rather than pass it on. The example that comes to my mind is in Matthew 20 there, the rich young ruler, how can I inherit eternal life? And he seemed like he had his life all in order. He was keeping the Ten Commandments the best that he could, and it seemed like he was doing a pretty good job. But when the Lord kind of pointed out to him that he had a lot of possessions that he wasn't really willing to give up, that this run, this rich young ruler went away sorrowful. The smile was off his face. And um, the question that we need to kind of sort out in our mind when we're feeling that way is is just ask ourselves the question come back to this kind of baseline what have i been given when we get back to thinking about the fact that the lord has been so gracious and generous to us that can really um kind of reset our minds and uh it's perhaps a, a, a an opportunity then to just meditate on on the gifts that the lord has given us that really um, can maybe put the smile back on our face and make it make us more willing to give again. I remember hearing somebody say once about about this the uh, the selfishness, covetousness that's in the heart. That when it comes to giving, that uh, whenever he 
he thought about giving somebody a gift, say a monetary sum, and uh, the thought came into his mind that, oh, that's too much to give. He disciplined himself by giving double what that thought was that had come into his mind. So if he thought he was going to give 200 and the thought went in his mind, oh, that's too much, he would give 400 <laughs> just to discipline himself so that, you know, that's a selfish thought. So, you know, if you thought 400 was too much, you kind of got uh, run out of money pretty quick. But it was a, a, just a, an eat, an, uh, a thought that I haven't ever forgotten either that just kind of maybe is a, a way of self-disciplining yourself when you're thinking this way. That's, uh, that's excellent, Justin. And I really like how you've taught us to go to the cross when we run up against the hard wall of our, our limited generosity. And back in the summer... Many of us memorize Psalm 103 together, and the words are just coming back to my mind. Maybe this is a, a, a strategy that we could use to fight our, our inner stinginess, mm-hmm. where the, the psalmist speaks to himself and, and says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he goes and, and enumerates, right? And he reminds himself of how the Lord's forgiven me of all my iniquity and redeemed my life from the pit and crowns me with steadfast love and mercy and satisfies me with good. So, yeah, we go to the cross, we see, oh, yeah, that's how generous he's been to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that opens up our, our purse strings, too. It does. Very good. But that's not to say that, you know, real life issues do come into this. I mean, you might not be selfish and you might not be covetous, but you just might have a hard time giving with a smile just because you actually don't have any money. And that is possible. And, I mean, it's... It, it, there are probably times in life for each of us to come up against that kind of a thing. We can be tight for cash and, you know, we can ask ourselves why. I mean, sometimes it's just a part of our, our station in life. Maybe we're students or, or we've, you know, you got these things that come in our lives. Sometimes it can just be societal pref- pressures, you know. We think that we have to, you know, keep up with the neighbors, lifestyle expectations, these kind of things. And, you know, we want to go on a trip or that sort of thing. And and these things come into our, our minds too and uh, can really affect things. But again, it uh, it becomes, uh, as you said, it's a means of grace. It's these disciplines that, that mean that we have to really sit down before the Lord and work them through before him and uh, tell him, <laughs> tell him your desires. I mean, that you'd love to give, but this is the situation. And I mean, he... he um, he can appreciate that and help you through that. I mean, the same token, sometimes, well, I mean, many of us would have debt. Maybe the majority have debt. And uh, the question could be asked, when do I give? I mean, do I give when I owe somebody else? You know, the Proverbs talk about being how the borrower is servant to the lender. Can I, in good conscience, give money away when I owe somebody else something else? And I mean, these are questions that you need to think through and consider and uh in the next podcast, I'd like to a- answer a few more things with respect to that. But at the same time, we need to realize that giving isn't only about money. Of course, there's the the T's. We always think of time and talents and treasure. And the point is, is that giving is not, you know, when we're thinking about this whole concept of giving, it's not so much just about money or time or any of these things. It's actually having this heart that is open or a hand that is open. Are we, is our life a conduit for God's grace to flow through, or is it is it a collector? You know, does God's grace just pour into this sink, and it's and, and I'm just this reservoir, and everything just comes, and it stops with me, 
or is it the river that God's grace flows through? And so what I have then, does it just become, are, are, do they just become items that are managed for his service or are they things that I consider to be mine? And I think those are um, some things to really think about when it comes to this giving, the, just to be that person that whatever God provides becomes useful and usable as opposed to something that is just held on to and kept. So I'd just like to conclude this podcast then with the, with the smile test. What is your disposition when you are in the position of blessing others? Is it difficult to open your wallet to help those needier than yourself? Do you bless those who have helped you spiritually? Is there any hesitance, any grudgingly given gifts, any frowns that need to be judged before the Lord? Because God loves a cheerful giver. So if you haven't made a practice of giving, my advice to you is to start smiling. And you'll find that as you give, you'll keep smiling. And the next podcast, we'd like to emphasize some more practical elements of giving. And we trust that this uh, that the time that you have invested in listening in this sort of thing would be a blessing to you and might prove to be a blessing to others. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate this, Justin. And you mentioned a few minutes ago that our giving is not limited to money. And really what you've done here just now with us is an example of that. You've given of your time and, and of your effort and you've you've given us helpful teaching. So we really appreciate your sacrifice of time and energy to make this happen and We'll look forward to next week's episode, which will turn to some more practical questions about this habit of grace. And for everyone listening, please let me remind you to get into your hands a copy of the book, Key Bible Concepts, because in February, which is I Love to Read Month, and I hope it's You Love to Read Month, we're going to start working our way through some of the chapters in that book. And we'd love it if many of you, uh, if many of us could read through the chapters together and then each episode will reflect practically on uh, some of the great doctrines that, that we'll be learning. If you are tight for cash and you can't purchase a copy of the book, please go back a few episodes ago. I think it's episode 48, where in the show notes we have a link where you can get a free e-copy of the book. All right, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much. And I think, Justin, I would tell you to keep smiling and our listeners to do the same. God bless everyone. <laughs>